Today is November 7th, 2022, and I'm here with David Chen of Utah. (laughs) 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 And he's he's dead. Yeah, I won't be able to laugh too much this this episode because, yeah, any laugh just makes me keep up. But, man, where, okay, so I think for both of us, I think we should start out with just where the hell are we? Like picturing our space right now because we're in space. Ooh, I'm yeah. assuming that that is very different from what we know of from each other now. Yeah, I, I'm currently in a bed nook. That's almost like a cave on the second floor of a Craftsman Victorian in downtown Berkeley. Is this this is not the this is not the house? Is this the house that you like are pretty chill with the landlord? Uh, well, we'll talk about that. We're, we're, we're cordial. Is that we're a good word for cordial. that? Yeah. But this is yeah. the same house that you found after the, exactly. After you left house two. Sus, sus Post Casa Bonita. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Post Casa Bonita. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but describe to me the space. I want to, I want to feel it. Wanna... Feel it. Mm, yeah. So it's, it's a very awkward looking room. So imagine I'm in a sort of pyramid shape and in this pyramid is a cave that sort of breaks off and uh it's like super warmly lit wooden floors uh and like a eggshell white paint on the walls and um i just have so many jackets so it just sort of cushions the sound so it's just like there's just jackets hung up on the wall on my chairs so like the acoustics in here are just dead yeah in the best way Super cozy, super cozy. Wow. What about you, David? Yeah, so for me, I'm living in a single a single dormitory on the 10th floor of Leverett Tower. So it's the same towers that you visited and slept in. By the way, can you hear me well? I'm, I'm looking at my audio and it looks pretty low. You can hear me. I think, okay, yeah, right? you can turn it up a bit. You can turn it up a bit. You can turn it up a bit? Okay, bet. All right, what about now? Oh, much better. Much better? Okay. Yeah. Check, check. Yeah, there we go. Uh. Oh, I think that makes sense because I, I don't have external power to this. So all the power is coming from my computer right now. But yeah, uh, yeah. so like the same the same tower, the same building that you visited. In, um, and But we were on the second floor. I'm on the 10th floor now and mm. I'm single. And so is that my a quality view, of life improvement? In many ways, in many ways, Cal. And, you know, it's tough because the way I'll describe my space right now is it looks... It looks like some depressed person has been living here for the past few days, which is not that true, right? It's not like I'm depressed or anything. It's just that there's napkins everywhere because I've been sneezing and blowing my nose and, you know, using that up. I haven't taken that out the trash. There's a bunch of used clothes mm. on the ground. But mm. overall, the space, what, what, in its best form, I have my bed made. I have my tea set in the middle of the room. Uh, with this big white rug that I bought off Amazon and two leather uh, butterfly chairs in that rug with the tea set table in between. And they both face out the window, which faces west. So I get the sunsets, uh, oh, which is which has been beautiful, which has been beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and Can you uh, see the river from up there? I can see the river. Uh pretty easily i mean it, it looks really big from this view because 
from from the from from the ground you don't really realize just how wide the river is but yeah. from this perspective it looks like a lake to be honest like you really get to see how wide it is you mm-hmm. i see both bridges honestly i can see pretty much into watertown which is like the next town across from cambridge dude that's amazing it's nice it's nice but right now it's yeah yeah i'm i'm certainly blessed to have this room and a lot of the good things that have come out but i i think i i need to i need to mend my relationship with my room because lately my strategy has been in the morning to pack up everything i'll ever need throughout the day and not come home until like 1 a.m because whenever i come home i just have the urge to just sink into my bed and relax or to take a nap uh and that that ends up turning into two hours three hours and my day is wasted uh so it's been working out but i I want to be able to love my room and not always see my room as a trap and i Mm. think i think part of that is dictating what kind of things i want to do in my room right if i want to do things in my room if i do things in my room that hurt me or that annoy me or that inevitably make me more stressed out i will associate my room with that more uh, but if i do things like i'm dude i'm reading poetry now man i'm oh, writing God. poetry it's i'm trying to find myself and and i I, have, I feel like i've never been more in tune with that journey i'm not saying that i'm anywhere near or forever will be near finding myself but i have been damn close to being on that exact path you know I, and I've sacrificed some things, you know, I've sacrificed some focus in my academics, you know, it's not like I'm failing any of my classes, but I'm not putting in as much effort as I would normally. And instead I'm meeting these random people throughout the day. Today I went to a jazz club. Can't believe it, man. I, I can't believe there's fucking jazz clubs, like a 20 minute walk away from here that I never even thought about going. And every night there's some sort of jazz thing going on. And I went with a friend saw some pieces for an hour walked back it was a nice time and uh so that's my space right now it's really messed up clothes on the ground i have i have like fake wood flooring too which is nice because if you remember my dorm last year it was the linoleum like the hospital floor stuff that was hella dirty and yeah it was rough yeah it it was rough but this is like faux wooden you know flooring with... thank god thank god yeah and I, I'm... Is, the, is the interior design similar though yeah From... yeah it's I pretty much like the, you if you remember the ceiling same ceiling with the it's pipe just... running across uh no we don't have... <laughs> 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 yeah no we don't have that because i'm in the, like the middle room uh yeah yeah it's it's different but overall the furniture style is the same thing the walls are the same concrete blocks but I feel like I have a lot more me in it, right? All the books that I mm. have here, I added posters, I added pictures. I I got a Polaroid over the summer, like an actual one of those old Polaroids that are like amazing, like amazing. Mat, that look like a big box, and you have to like manually adjust aperture and lighting for. Yeah. Uh, and I've been taking photos, and photos that I want to mean something, right? And I'm cool, slowly yeah. collecting these. So, yeah. Man, look at you fucking go. That's yeah. It's, it's poetry. Like poetry. Poetry, yeah, but... Did you, you ever know. build the courage to read some on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I'll read some now, you know? Like, I'll... Uh, 
actually i have my book here somewhere yeah i've been i've been journaling uh it's it's a longer story and one one that i'm sure i will tell in more completion soon so yeah and some of my poetry so, so like i've been inspired by this woman i met recently whose name is whiskey radish of all things okay she's, she's this uh she, you would fucking love her man she reminds me so much of you i think that's really? why i was so like adamant on meeting her again because she just reminds me of you she's like i don't know how else to describe it she's she's subversive so like so so here's her backstory so as far as i know she went to barnard college which is like the women's version of columbia okay. studying music uh, she wanted to major in music but everyone there was like part-time juilliard students so they're all fucking ridiculous uh, musicians yeah. and she was always behind and so she's like ah oh, fuck this i can't do this then majors in French literature and ends up falling in love with her French teacher. Never really like did anything, but just got really connect close and connected to him. And uh, and to this day, actually, he's like 90, stays in touch with him. But afterwards, decides to go to medical school, drops out in the first 90 days after getting into Dartmouth Medical School to pursue art. And so she spends a few years in New York City making films, avant-garde stuff, kind of bounces around. That's how much of her story I know until she ends up here in Cambridge, where she's originally from. Where mm. she's, now the, she's now an art teacher that helps high school art students prepare like a portfolio for, for a conservatory. Amazing. But what's amazing for her is that every day, religiously, since 2009, every single day, hasn't missed a single day, she draws something. She creates a sortie, which is like a poem slash drawing. It's hard to describe, and I'll send you what I what I mean. But basically, she taps into her imagination once a day for five to ten minutes and draw and almost like asks, Hey, imagination, what can you give me today? And she just draws whatever comes up. It's very uh I mean, you know your art history. It's a very Dada-esque. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or Neo Dada. That's what that that's what she like subscribes to. She's like surrealist by by affiliation. Got it. Yeah. Um. And she and she inspired me. And she told me like you should every day for for just a few minutes just draw something, draw something, engage with your imaginary, engage with your creative. And so I have. And um, today I I well actually this was yesterday. Today I haven't done mine yet, but I will. Uh, yesterday I just drew my hand holding a teacup and hmm. above it says the script my tongue remembers what my mind cannot so that was what yesterday's poem was beautiful my longer poem this is uh, this is more prose than poetry honestly and i've never really been good at poems more po pr prose but this is the longest one i've wrote, written recently uh here it goes constantly in a state of flux when my world is destabilized is when I can best change it, mold it. Once it stops moving, like quicksand, I begin to sink. The constructs of my mind construct constrained constructions that constrict my consciousness. But a poem, like a leaf lost in the wind, can land softly on these bouldering, slumbering behemoths of brain fog and part the mist, shake it with such caring violence that I am left peering up at the bluest sky, wondering who I am with a smile. And so that was that one. 
fucking incredible. Yeah, I've been I've been feeling it recently, dude. Oh my god, dude, I, you're a great writer. No, dude, yeah, I was nice. I haven't told you yet, man, but I. I fucking saw God, man. I have no else to win. Slow down. You sound like Hunter fucking Slatton. I need, uh, dude, like, I need some explanations now. Like, uh, oh, right. I told you about the divinity shit, right? Yeah. So I went. Yeah, <laughs> You're freaking me out, David. No, no, no. I want to no, hear I, about I, it. I, it's not anything like crazy. Like, I don't even know if this divinity shit is real, but it, it was, it gave me that initial idea. I never even knew. Yeah, we have a divinity school here, but I even, like, consider, I honestly thought of it was like an afterthought of a place to be. But regardless, um, this is like October, early October. Um, me and a friend, Brian, we wanted to go to New Hampshire to watch the fall foliage, right? Peak fall foliage, New England autumn, where like all the leaves. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Most beautiful colors. And people go, um, was it uh, leaf peeping, mm. right? Or leaf peepers. I, I don't know what it's called. But, but yeah, it's like there, it's, there's a whole tourism industry of new england autumn that's how that's how beautiful it is but we had the idea of hiking one of the longer trails while tripping on lsd and so that's what we did so we we drove out rented an airbnb we got there a bit late so it was around noon that we actually like ate the ate the tab and and set out on our hike and the the, the hike that we chose was the imp trail which is a trail on the imp face of a mountain like the mountain on the shadow face of the sun, basically, it would never see the sunlight. So it's not yeah. a it's not a popular hike, but we were like, we want to see minimum people on this. <laughs> I see, I see, yeah. Right? There were like way more popular trails that were just absolutely filled. That was not what we wanted. So, anyways, we start on this hike, right? And thirty minutes in, yeah, we're feeling it. We're feeling it, and I just feel as if the rhythm of of my feet sang with the tune of the forest like everything just felt so present and rhythmic and the moss on the on the rocks would would grow into these fractals of patterns and i can stare at it for for hours on end and mushrooms oh my god the wild growth mushrooms on like dead logs like knowing that they're there to recycle the the matter of death into new promises of life i mean all that was just beautiful to see and we just kept hiking right it's this eight eight mile hike right but we were going so slow because whenever we got to like a really cool place (laughs) where we just knew like oh yeah we let's let's chill here put on some music and just sink into the ground we would do that we were going really slowly Mm. and then it started to rain it started to rain and it was like the nicest type of rain. It wasn't the rain that like was constantly. It was like this little pitter patter that just made the forest. It brought the forest smells up from the ground. That was all. Wow. Very light rain. Wow. Yeah. And then once we got to about the tree line where all the deciduous trees started converting to conifers, right? That, that, that tree line is basically where the foliage stops. And it's like we like transitioned into a new world. Of like, mm. oh, these colors and broadleaf trees into like pine needle forest. That was when the rain stopped. And we realized why was because we actually got into the rain clouds. Like the rain, we were so high up that the, we were like quite physically in the rain. At the, al- at the altitude where the rain was being formed itself. And the moment I saw God was this, was we kept hiking up. 
and we broke the cloud line and the sun emerged through like the, through the trees and i had my music on i remember i had my music on and i'm listening to this one song called solitude by m83 this is what i've been doing for all my lsd trips i've only done it twice but um every single like profound moment i would put this song on and so i've been collecting all these like profound moments of of wonder and of god basically all into this one song so that whenever i hear it i'm just kind of collectively seeing oh my god this is a moment so anyways i have this song on and the literally it's i cannot there's no better way a gap among the trees in the shape of an eye with the sun right in the middle like a pupil emerges and just like shines a light on me and it's like it's like i I just look I, i mean this was bad for my eyes but I guess on LSD, you don't know this. I looked straight at the sun, but then I looked like right past the sun, like like something was peeking out behind the sun. <laughs> and I saw something that I, to this day, I don't know what to describe. It wasn't a face. It wasn't an object. It was a presence right behind the sun. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, that moment, like, no, this is the, this is the craziest part. Cool. Is that I simultaneously recognized that it was God and that it was also me. Like for some <laughs> reason I recognized that thing as if like that was my home or my family or my mother or my dad or me. It's a and very familiar thing. Familiar thing. And and Brian actually took a video of me in that moment of realization. I'll send it to you. No and, fucking and, way. Because like he, he was he remember he told me afterwards, he was like, I lived vicariously through you seeing god because you'll see my face it's like i i mean it's it's i'm not scared I'm, there's no fear there's no happiness it's just wonder <laughs> and profundity. Oh, wonder. Uh, and so <laughs> yeah, Christ, yeah that, was, that was pretty crazy man we, we i like to say <laughs> that i lived multiple lifetimes because like there were moments where it felt like yeah that moment i died like i life at that moment had fulfilled its purpose and that and that after that song finished and i looked back down i didn't know who i was i forgot really all of that it's not like i was am- amnesiastic it's just that i didn't care i i saw what i needed to see i knew what i needed to know life was complete but then like <laughs> it, <laughs> it kind of came back but um, as in what came back your consciousness as in as in just ground state reality of like oh you mm. know i still have a body we're still hiking there was a moment where because like that was at that point it was around 4 p.m right sun sets at 6 30 and so like shortly we began to realize like holy shit it took us four hours and 30 minutes and we're not even at the top yet and sun's about to set in two hours we are literally 10, 12 miles away from our car. If the sun sets and it gets pitch black in a forest while, you're on LSD. while we're on LSD, that's going to create some shit that I don't even want to begin to imagine. Right? Did you enter a state of panic? No. Well, okay. I think Brian did more than me because he's more scared of the dark. And I just kind of don't think about that, I guess. But he yeah. began to worry. He was like, yo, we should probably keep going, man. I don't want to get stuck here after dark. Uh, and so we, and then we started hurrying. Uh, and 
we literally got there like at the nick of fucking time like by the time we Jesus. saw our car it was pretty much getting all black like we emerged wow. from the forest with like the last sheds of sun still in the sky and by the time we got to our car it was pitch black so so yeah we we recognized how fucked we could have been but we did it and it was quite literally the perfect journey and you know you know this but the sad thing about all of this and the really sad thing about all of this is that you'd think that going through these moments you'd be changed forever as a person right like you'd go home and give up everything and just move to become like a fucking monk right yeah and and it also answered a question for me about like people like Joe Rogan right who's tried like DMT who's tried <laughs> like every compound and under the sun and then he can just easily go back to the podcast <laughs> commentate on MMA still be conservative, still be conservative. <laughs> like just, just all this shit right and like damn like having people call DMT the fucking god molecule right like you you have that coursing through your veins and you emerge going back to a capitalist society like come on like I just and so but and see that's the thing with, thing with me like I thought going through all that shit would literally change me fun like I don't think I went through ego death, but I got fucking damn close, right? Mm. I saw fucking God, man. And and here's the thing. Afterwards, when we got back to the Airbnb, we decided to smoke marijuana to combine it with the kind of the kind of uh, the the tail end effects of LSD. And that is a whole new experience because it, it really like... <laughs> Well, it really like jump starts thinking and it like makes you, your thoughts become very, very unique. Yeah. And How were your, hier- your, your hieroglyphics and your. No, like there wasn't any of those. Yeah. None of that. I only get that. Again, the crazy thing about LSD is you're lucid. You're clear. It's not like you're, you know how like on marijuana, like it feels like your thoughts are kind of low key out of your control. Yeah. yeah. You just slight, you feel like you're slightly precarious. None of that with LSD. You have you never you maintain feel, presence. You maintain presence. You maintain memory. You maintain lucidity. In fact, while you're wow. we hiking, while well, on our way down, dude, this is the crazy part. Hmm. What I realize is that in your life, without any exception, the only time you will ever trip is if you're not paying attention. And if you think about it, that makes sense, right? The only time you ever genuinely trip is because you're not paying attention. And what LSD showed us was we were able to pay attention exactly how our body moved and where we placed our feet and how we distributed our weight. So we were literally running downhill. Like imagine our hike um, in Santa Cruz, that, that kind of like yeah. lower steep. We were kind of like, oh, iffy, iffy, trying to, kind of going down sideways. We were running and jumping down. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like Tarzan with like backpacks <laughs> on us with like full weight. And we did not trip a single time because we were so in tune with our bodies that, like, not it was impo- like, yeah, we would like stumble sometimes, but like our body like perfectly readjusted so that we wouldn't even fall or trip or twist an ankle. It was just, oh, we, you know, misaligned our equilibrium and now we just perfectly rebalance. It was insane. And so, anyways, like, what I'm saying is that, yeah, you have this lucidity and clearness and almost meta. It's as if you like unlocked a meditative state that you can then like <laughs> conduct life with, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious, like, what, what what kind of homework did you get from this? Like, what did you take home? 
yeah right this trip you know because that's to me what the important thing is like exactly i like hearing stories but i'm like how did this change you exactly and that's why i try not to tell stories about just how awesome or crazy or weird it was because frankly yeah it was profound but what i was focused on more is what does this teach me you know and what, what can what am i taking away and it's really just stories you know it's stories of your journey that you choose to make meaningful so that you can remember and mm-hmm. the moment being meaningful makes you remember it more and makes you integrate you more into your life and so for me one of the lessons that i tried to take home was the idea that i know myself i know myself and that I know as long as I pay attention to the very next step that I take, like in the forest, like when we were running, I wasn't focused on where I was running to 20 steps from where I was. As long as I focused on the exact next step I was going to take, I will never trip. The only reason why I would ever slip and fall or trip or fall down or break an ankle or break a bone is if I focus on... T- things too far ahead of me right mm. and as long as i focus on the very next step i will never trip and so th- there was one thing obviously seeing god was like kind of intense and and i'm not using god in any sort of denominationally re- religious term i assumed so, yeah um there's actually this book that i'm not going to ask you to read until both you and i engage in an altered state of consciousness because i think I think you'd understand this, but it's by Alex Gray, who is um, a very interesting person. But from what I'm interested in, he's a visionary artist. He draws psychedelic paintings. And he has this whole philosophy around the world spirit, which he calls is, is equivalent to God in all these various religious forms, whether it's God, Yahweh, Edosh. Hiroshim or whatever you call it it's all the same concept Um, and it's the idea that we are all expression of the creativity of the of one being of the universe Um, it's it's hard to describe and honestly I won't give it justice until (laughs) until you you like read read the text on the book Um, I have with me it's called the net of being by Alex Gray. Uh, but I think it's most, obviously it's best understood when you're in an altered state of consciousness. Mm. Um, but what I what I took from that day also was, was this idea that we are, yeah, was this idea that we are connected. I can't, I can't see, I, I feel like all this shit is like cliche and has been spoken before, but it's it's not exactly that. And I don't know how to describe it with the right words right now, but all I can say is it made me change the way I thought about my approach to life and my purpose. My purpose isn't to make money. My purpose is to tell and share stories mm. people that matter. And, and honestly, Alex Gray's whole vision behind religion is that the best part of every religion is the art that it creates is the creativity that it inspires not the hierarchy not the diplomatic institutions not the not the bureaucracy around it it's the art the sistine chapel 
the i mean every major form of 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 art back when back you know centuries was created out of religious inspiration so that's what alex gray says is is the point of the ideal religion is to celebrate mm-hmm. human creativity right not necessarily human transcendence or human yeah. uh, dominance right that's not the point it's human creativity and uh yeah so so i i from there i kind of found poetry as my form of meditation i've been drawing more um and i've been trying to listen to more stories from people you know but yeah, that's what it's all about it is it is and i'm so happy that that you're still doing anthropology and engaging with it because yeah i i think it's i look i i can't say and prescribe us a story that would fit well quote unquote because i don't believe stories should be used to shape the future stories should only be used to shape the past Mm. because when you use stories to shape the future like oh this is what i'm gonna get this is where i'm gonna go this is where i'm gonna be these stories these stories they all pollute the mind in the end because they're all promises that we know we cannot keep Mm. we know we cannot keep and that disappointment regret failure these things only come from stories made to shape the future it's it's like it's like meddling with something we're not meant to you know but stories i think when used best are used to construct the past our memories who we are who we were and so i don't want to construct a story for us in the future but i uh I imagine as a daydream in an alternate universe where you and I are both doing an anthropological project. And have you talked about field notes and stuff and ethnography? In my classes, of course. Yeah. I mean, like imagine, because like, oh, obviously, you know, field notes you're meant to write down or whatever. But imagine like podcasting and be like, hey, Cal, what what has been your field experience today? And you'll just like narrate from memory. Change the game. It would, wouldn't it? And I feel uh, like and bring your voice into it, which is the whole exactly, point. Exactly, exactly. Because field notes by on paper is so fucking horrible. I think, like, yeah. it's 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 literally it's hilarious in my eyes how our model of field notes has not changed since fucking since anthropology began, basically. Because it was yeah. it was how it started, right? Where um, Levi Strauss and um, who's that other guy? Jesus, I'm forgetting. Um, oh, damn it the other founding father but yeah they, they did field notes too on just like a diary right and we haven't changed from that honestly in terms of field notes it's always been just written down or and now that we have this right like imagine just podcasting with another person in the field and exchanging oral field notes and having live feedback and it's almost like both people are con- constructing the ethnography now because you are listening yeah. too so anyways, that's just a thought. And Yeah, I mean, that's a great fucking thought. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you said you're going to a cultural burning in in Yes. Yes, I am. In um 3 days. Um walk, Yeah, walk me through that. Super excited. I don't uh know many specific details. It's all very vague because I'm not in the class that oh, is going good. to this. Yeah. 
this is a, a UC thing. And I just like went up to the professor Ron and uh, he's also one of like the tribal leaders. Oh, and yeah. And he's a Maripo- from Mariposa as well, which is just an awesome connection. Um, and then I was like, yo, I can open up my house to like students and like uh, offer some hospitality in exchange for like my presence at the trip. And it was a yes. And so now I'm going with my friend Leilani and uh, Emma and they're going to stay at my house. Are they both um, anthropology concentrators or majors? They're actually uh, environmental sciences. Mm, so so they're, they're in it for learning about um, preventing wildfires, basically. Yeah, and I'm in it yeah, for the anthropology. Yeah. So the, everyone's the, getting something out of the experience. Is the class in anthropology or is the class in environmental science? It's an environmental science class. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. So I'm guessing the only anthropologist that's going to be there, even though I'm like, this is like super interesting that's for like just, yeah. Um, so I'm very excited. I, I can't obviously speak on anything yet because it hasn't happened. But I'm just super excited to go home and like introduce my friends to my parents yeah. and then be able to fucking go to Mariposa and witness this. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Do you plan on doing field notes or doing any ethnographic personal I actually work? want to video some stuff if I'm allowed. Mm. Um, that might be tough. Yeah, yeah, I know. But apparently last year someone did and they actually appreciated it because they like walk, like walk, watching it back. Mm. Um, mm Apparently, like they they thought that was like fun to do, yeah. but if all I can do is field notes, then all I can do is field notes. But I'm just gonna, I mean, there's no, might as well ask, right? What can I, yeah. what's what can I lose? So, what, uh, um, you want to try the oral field notes? I don't know exactly when you'd be I'm free next to podcast, but no, I'm so down. I'm so down. Um, yeah, I, I want to play by ear, but I will text you like after i'm in a place where we can because I, I i would want to talk to you about it like probably right. as soon as possible you right. know right yeah yeah that's yeah. fair but yeah yeah i'm yeah as i mean personally i'm curious to hear about like your journey so far with anthropology but i at this point i i want i want to make sure whatever is is on your mind too should be said too because yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, the thing is, my relationship with anthropology is a little weird right now, mm. because my classes suck. Like, I hate to mm. make a blanket statement like that, but, like, I sort of have to just accept that for what it yeah. is. Um, my professors aren't very involved, and the work is very much just, like, here's everything laid out for the entire year, no ethnography, mm. no, I don't step out of the classroom, no lab work, nothing. So it's just, like very hard to and and it's all biological or archaeology which hurts my soul a little bit <laughs> you know no cultural but at all that's crazy nothing but next next semester i'm taking like an urban one and okay. one on polarization in america oh so, my god okay so it's just the semester yeah, so we got some fire on the way but for now i'm putting up with some bullshit which is yeah. what you got to do sometimes so um yeah. But yeah, this is like the first time I'm really stepping out and like mm. doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, so I'm really excited. And I get to put this on my applications and it's just a it's just a good thing. It's a blessing, you know? Yeah. I'm very happy about it. Yeah. Uh, but And it sounds like like even though the classes may maybe lackluster this semester, you're 
you're finding experiences because you know I, I i peek around on your instagram stories whenever they show up because they always notify yeah. me because, like you don't post very often so they always oh uh, yeah 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 and so whenever i see it it just looks like you're having the most liminal ephemeral experience <laughs> every single time i see going on yeah it's it's a little bit of an illusion you know i mean no yeah. only post when i'm having fun but i do i've had some some cool experiences although oh yeah there's been some tragedy for sure um just like I am feeling ostracization. Mm. Self and or by others? By others. Oh. And it's sort of like, always been one of my worst fears. Yeah. You know, yeah. to be ostracized. It's sort of just like a natural reaction. <sighs> and, um, yeah, definitely have lost a lot of friends. It's mm. really unfortunate. Uh, just recently, Ethan just completely ghosted me, actually. Oh, wow. So and, and kicked me out of his band. Um, the fucking toothaches or whatever they're called. Yeah. So, you know, and then um, with that goes like an entire community of people. It's just the way it is. It's like a, it's like a breakup, you know. Even though it's my friend. So. Um. Oh, so yeah, I have been dealing with that. Uh, but yes, I have lost some fucking people, but like, man, I have met this person named Leilani Mm. and she is the best fucking person in the entire universe. (laughs) Like she is my best friend. Um, one of my best friends, you know how that works. And, uh, yeah she's just an amazing she's just an amazing person she's like this is like one of the first friendships i've had um minus david chen where like we're just like communicating on every level Mm. there just is no conflict like it is easy like her saying is it should be easy like like every time i was explaining to her the issues that i was having with my friendships here she's like did you never like wonder why it wasn't easy you Mm. know like, did you ever wonder why you, like, went home and felt lonely and exhausted after you hung out with these people? And she's like, yes, I'm sorry you lost your friends, but, like, she's like, this is sort of a blessing in disguise, you know? Hmm. Like, the, these people weren't good friends. And, like, I guess, like, having Leilani around has, like, just shown me, like, what it's like to have a good friend, you know? Because yeah. I haven't really had one uh, in a long time, basically since you moved i've had friends for sure but not like a good friend yeah you know um i was gonna you know now that you you say it like i'm, I'm thinking back to like seeing you and ethan interact it, it did feel like there was always something going on where i i mean as much as i think ethan is a cool person and has his mm-hmm. own attributes he seems to have a very alpha way of dealing with things mm-hmm. um as in as in someone who i think is hiding deep insecurities by being very sure of his aura i don't know how to describe it but it didn't feel easy to be around him for sure at least yeah. how i were to feel it and retrospectively it's 2020 but i'm glad she's there to to let you see some of these other sides of of our relationships yeah yeah and I really don't have 
like many friends right now. Um, but I have just been enjoying spending time by myself. I've like really found a good oh, rhythm with man. that. Yeah. Which was really hard for me because what I found myself doing when I was alone, uh, was just wondering what other people were doing. Yeah, and that just yeah. like put me in a spiral, you know, and I obsessively check social media, like praying that people oh, weren't having no. fun without me. And, you know, like, like, dude, being ostracized is it, it. The main thing it does for me is attacks my self-confidence. And I just found myself feeling like I was like unlikable in like every way. And then like meeting, like developing a connection with um, Nathan and Leilani I have like just more love for myself. Mm. Like they just, they literally unconditionally love me, you know, like, and, and that shit's just, I really like just need these two people, you know, like it's just nice to have these two friends. So yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. Um, obviously sad because <sighs> just like lost community, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, um, oh, it's not really any like events that have stood out to me that have occurred recently. Well, it doesn't have to recur recently, but I know you said something about wanting to record and saying something specific. Was that, was that what you wanted to talk about? Was that today? Mm -hmm. Oh no! It's all right. It's all right. You know, I, I will say this: like, as much as I think you and I, we approach friends in a very different way. Honestly, I think, I think, and I think that just reflects where we are in terms of self, right? Like, I have spent, I think, at least an extraordinary amount of time the past few months thinking about me. And I don't mean this in a narcissistic way, hopefully. Because I'm thinking about me in a in a critical lens, in a reflexive lens, in a in a lens of of analysis almost of like who who the fuck am I? Why am I doing this? Where am I where am I going? You know, I, I Oh, have you ever read the book Phantom in the Tollbooth or Fan the Phantom Tollbooth? No, I have not. Oh, you would like this. I'm getting this for you. I oh, oh wait, no, I don't think I have your new address. You're going to have to text me your new mailing address. I'm going to get you this book. It's for sure, for sure. It's a children's book, dude. It's a children's book. But it's written with gems of wisdom in it and just in a fucking this is this is what I mean by this book. No context, right? The chapter where the main character meets a child who is born at his full height and he only grows so that his feet eventually touches the ground. So like, imagine your, your set destiny is like six, six, you're born like in the air at six, six <laughs> and your feet slowly go down. So <laughs> the, the main character meets this character and, and just out of nowhere, this character was like in a conversation and just says, you know, on being lost, being lost isn't about, fearing where you are like not knowing where you are you know exactly where you are right now i'm sitting in my leather butterfly chair on the 10th floor lever house i know i know exactly where i am you know exactly where you are right now cal 
Hmm. Fear of being lost is is being scared of where you aren't. And hmm. it, and and what you talked about with that for those friends made me think about that, right? Like being scared of where you're not. I'm not with my friends right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm not where they are. I'm not doing what they're doing. Being scared of what where you are not is an infinitely harder question to tackle than the question of being where you are. Yeah. And when you, when you, and that, that just hit me so hard because yeah. it's the same thing. That's a lesson me. I've had to learn. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I, I've had the same tough spots with friends, you know, and right now I feel like I only have two close friends here. Same thing with, honestly, with you and, would you say like Nathan and, is it uh, Leilani? Leilani. Those are like your t- mainly two close friends right now? Oh, for sure. By by a long shot as well. By, by long, like no one really else comes close? No. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 really fascinating because for me here as well, it's Brian and Chelsea. Mm. Two just amazing people who lift my spirit up, you know, yeah. um, who, who love me um, in the sense of love that I've come to define as the extension of oneself for the spiritual growth of the other. Right. Extending yourself. That's what you mean by unconditional love, by the way, I think extension of oneself without any ask for reciprocity for the spiritual growth the growth of spirit of the other that's love yeah yeah action yes feeling that you can just say i love you yeah it's backed by action yes yes and and the the way like leilani practices boundaries has Mm. been so fucking inspiring dude Mm. like like first off she just is so she's bold with it but in like a super compassionate way like she she was wondering if there was like potential romance between us early early in our relationship mm-hmm. and instead of just like having just this unspoken thing she just instantly said hey like i think i do have some feelings for you and like i don't want to feel bad and and like be in a confused relationship so like it's one way or the other. It just instantly brought it up and we just like killed it just right then and there. And ever since it's just been like a beautiful, like simple friendship. Like there's just no unspoken anything, you know? Like the moment she doesn't want to hang out, she's like, I'm just not gonna hang out. It just goes away. And that shit is because of that, literally there's never like contention or or conflict with our relationship. Because like the moment there is tension, it's just released right then and there. And that shit, I I I always said that like communication is important. I always said that boundaries were important, but I didn't like understand it until now. This is like the first time I I get it. I see why it's important. So, yeah, this person's this person's inspired the shit out of me, for sure. Um, and then, dude, climbing. Climbing? climbing oh my yeah you told me about is, that yeah is is been i have developed a community with climbing um that has helped sort of replace what i had um and it's amazing i joined cal climbing which is like a little club and every thursday we meet at one of the climbing gyms and just like it's super informal like everyone's just doing their thing 
you can just like strike up a conversation with anyone work on a project with somebody oh, and then uh, people are just so supportive and it's a great way to just like you know get your fucking blood flowing so i've i've loved climbing like we just went to this thing called all rise and like there was a new climbing gym that opened up in berkeley they had yeah. like bands playing while we were <laughs> while we were climbing and they had like food vendors um it's amazing it's 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 so fucking amazing and you can do it by yourself like that's that was the issue with tennis mm. is like you don't want to hit against the wall when you don't have a partner available you know but this is something you can do on your own so it's a daily routine for me now mm. you know that's beautiful you know actually yeah. i would like to seek your advice on on exactly that what that what you experienced with um like, fuck i keep forgetting like lena it's no. okay it's hard. it's hard i had Lay- struggled Lina, at first lay no. lay La- 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 fuck yeah yeah leilani because crazy thing is i have a friend here who's named lailina oh so that yeah, so leilani 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 L- how do you spell yeah. it i think i i always picture it spelled better l-e-i-l wait yeah l-e-i l-e-i-l-a-n-i yeah Okay, that helps a lot. Yeah, because Lilena yeah. is L Y L E N A. No, it's Lilena. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, at the time, so so when she said one way or the other, she was offering like if you wanted a relationship, and you were the one who wanted to clarify that that was not what you're looking for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and I literally went home anxious as a motherfucker. I literally like went in my bed and was like, she's gonna fucking not want to be my friend anymore didn't affect our relationship at all like we literally continued to hang out every single day and it wasn't weird at all can i ask like so you were very sure about that yeah i was the it's just a sort of thing where like one i value this relationship a lot and it's just like been built on friendship since day one because i was introduced to her through nathan who dated leilani for a year oh yeah so it just didn't seem right and so my mind was like it's not right and so the attraction just isn't there hmm. no yeah interesting and it's okay like i it would make life easy if like we were in a relationship <laughs> but it's just not what my heart wants for some reason would it make life easier as in like i know if if i was like the, if the attraction was there and my heart did want it we would have a beautiful relationship Hmm. That's but i don't know it i'm also just coming to this weird like realization that like if you perfect communication why would a relationship end <laughs> yeah that's fair fuck man that's that's a good point that, that, that <laughs> sounds that sounds a lot like my saying of like the only reason why you trip is if you don't pay attention it's a fucking <laughs> obvious ass shit that just like you kind of don't want to believe because you know how easy it is to believe it and implement it yeah and you just like refuse such a simple solution yeah but but you're right and isn't that also sort of scary it's like uh-oh if th- that means like the next relationship i like get into is that my last one because like oh that's because you, you know already that it will work out I mean, like, I am at the point, David, where, like, 
I don't see myself like dealing with much conflict in relationship. Really? Like this has been fucking enlightening. Like like this the level of maturity that Leilani has is ridiculous. Hmm. And I'm just like God, this is what it means. Like this is what mental maturity is. It's it's, mm. it's crazy. And there's nothing like granola or forest or because there's some people who are just obsessed with like it's it's like this like headspace culture you know where it's just like their life is mental awareness to a fault but for leilani it just like comes effortlessly you know it's just like no like she just practices these things without really thinking about or making a big deal out of it and it's like jesus fucking christ If I dated this person, there's just no reason why it would end. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I get it now. I get yeah. it now. So, so now my standards have gone up exponentially <laughs> when it comes to maturity in a partner, for sure. I, I literally like don't get why I'd want to like strain you know yeah so yeah i'm just looking for something easy it just should be easy like that is the motto to live life by <sighs> if you're straining ask why you know I, I never knew like why i just like accepted this like strain in my life when i didn't have to with these like old friends and relationships that i have but I guess just because, like, you know, growing up, like, and not to get too Freudian, but I just thought life was fucking strain. Like, yeah, I just thought that I just I just accepted that that's what life was, you know? Yeah. This is this is hitting hard here, Cal. This is I'm not going to lie. This is this is hitting on some buttons because, mm. you know, well, the reason why I was going to ask you about Leilani and all this stuff was. I mean, my relationship with Anna does feel strained. Mm. And it feels strained in all the reasons why, in all the reasons it shouldn't, because she's trying her best. She's reaching out. She's sending me these beautiful things, these notes. And it just doesn't feel easy, you know? And and I, I feel the scars of the past, too, that mm-hmm. never heal, I think. Because it's it's hard to see someone with self-destructive behavior. Yeah. It's tough to see that. And and it's it's even tougher to know that there's no really any way to help besides giving presence and trusting time, quote-unquote time, to work things out. Yeah. And so for me, that's... And, th- and that's why I feel almost guilty when I spend time with Chelsea, for example, who seems to operate in a very similar role that Lailina has to you. Oh, uh, no, fuck. Leilani has to you. Good, good. Um, like she incredibly mature, well thought out, and having deep, besetted opinions for herself and for who she is and her principles. And someone who also has, I'm sure, behaviors that one could see as self-destructive, but in a way, at least, to me at least, feels like she's actively working on them. 
and in general just healthier. And I feel betrayed by the thoughts of liking to spend my time more with her and Brian, frankly, than I do with mm. Anna. And it's hard. And I and and you know it's gone to the point where uh, here's the thing: like it's almost as if I'm seeking a way out because I've been telling people that yeah, Anna and I are kind of on a break, even mm. though we're not technically, you know. And we Anna and I still text every day, and we say things, and so I'm living two lives almost, and I feel dissonant, and this is all due to faulty communication. Yeah, that's where the issue lies. And here's the thing. I don't even know if I want something romantic with Chelsea. She has been a blessing of a friend and has taught me what it means to care for a friend in the ways that I wasn't even able to care for you. You know, like the things that I've learned from her now too, I feel like I'd be able to approach you with, with a lot more care and consideration than I was able to provide, even like a year ago. I was I'm, I was very lost as a person who could provide care to the people that they love. And I think Brian and Chelsea both have shown me models on how to do that. Mm. And I don't, I know, and like, that's the thing. And that's why I was so happy and deeply proud, especially knowing how far we've been since those first few episodes in the fucking Merced High School library. <laughs> knowing how far we've grown and knowing where you are now to say that you, you figured it out, you know how a relationship will work now. Yeah. No, me, God. Same thing here, you know? And, and honestly, like what I gain from a romantic partnership with Chelsea, if that even is at all a possibility, doesn't seem that much of a step up than being a genuine friend with her, you know? I don't know if it does. I'm not sure. Yeah. So anyways, I, I that's why I thought your what you did with Leilani was even though I think f at least from my here from your perspective is more about the fact that Nathan and Leilani had first dated and you didn't want to. Yeah, and and also it's just the attraction like on that level isn't there. Like and and some things in life can be explained but attraction is hard to pin down and understand why. And you shouldn't even ask why. You should just accept it. Oh, so that's what yeah, I've done. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and for me, you know, I, and I've said this to you before, and I feel like I fall in love with everyone that I podcast with, you know? <laughs> I can yeah, do some Harvard shit. Yeah, yeah. I, that's one of my favorite sayings, I guess. And it feels like it's true. You know, I feel like I'm attracted However, other people define that term. I define it as feeling pulled towards their spirit, wanting to merge with them almost in knowing, like wanting to know them. You know, that's that's that kind of attraction. Mm. Um, yeah. When I hear their story, like everyone and people who I think, yeah, if you take a step back, I think maybe uh, beforehand I wouldn't consider physically attractive or someone who I'd be attractive of the image but the moment I peek behind those and see, and as cliche as it fucking sounds, as, 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 as soon as I see what is of the heart and of the soul, 
I can't help but like almost like fall in love, you know? Um, and that's what's so hard about it for me is that for me, I feel like it's attraction, period. And and for me, and I'm not sure how it is for you, the line between the platonic and the romantic feels like it got nuked. Like it's just obliterated. <laughs> Like, things that are romantic feel platonic. Things that are platonic feel romantic. Some things just feel like neither. But everything feels like love and attraction. And when did this line get nuked? I think this line got nuked... I think this line got nuked pretty early on. I just never chose to realize it. Mm. Right? Um, like, I, I'm, I'm, I love Gretchen and Mario. And in, yeah. in a weird sense, too, I'm attracted. I'm attracted to their soul and how beautiful it is. As, <laughs> as Again, as cliche as it sounds, like a moth. No, I love this. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do you know about Gretchen and Mario, by the way? Yeah. Those names both ring a bell. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're the uh, older couple that I lived with over the summer uh, who gave me a place to stay. Yes, 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 yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in that sense, I'm I'm attracted. Like <clears throat> the other thing that's helped, honestly, has been just like not watching porn for for a good chunk of time. Um, really, that helped me a lot, actually, because I think, yeah, the 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 connection of attraction to like ejaculation or, or orgasmic feeling, like that that I think is what confuses a lot, because Ooh. like you see someone, and it's like seeing the possibility of experiencing that feeling of orgasm with that person so that becomes the means to an end yeah exactly they become an objective you know versus seeing beauty and then and that's when like chase can happen right that's the term chase like you're chasing the person you're not really chasing the person you're chasing the orgasm frankly um hmm. and so i think that that also helped a lot uh yeah you know so I don't know what you're talking about with Leilani was, yeah, s struck multiple bells. <laughs> I'm my, glad my story so yeah. far. Yeah, but yeah, you have not no, engaged like like in terms of romantic stuff, like nothing at all. Nothing, wow. I have not had intercourse. No, I mean, a I'm long not time. that, but just <laughs> not even like a fucking flirtatious sentence since. Yeah. literally summer hmm, I and i haven't even asked someone on a date or or anything and i haven't really felt the need because i just don't want to do hookups anymore and so yeah now it's just like i found myself in a weird spot because i'm, I'm totally done with hookup culture and i now want something that's easy that's and easy. and something that that's that's good for the soul you know yeah and so it's it's hard to just casually find that you know yeah and it's like if i if i just go on some dates with someone is that okay like even if i know that this isn't a person that i'd want to be in a relationship with yeah that's weird i gotta say yeah so sort of a weird spot when it comes to to that um i, I, I do want to just call talk that about a weird spot i wouldn't call that a weird spot i'll just say that it's not a weird spot yeah yeah, yeah anyways yeah yeah I, I i do want to talk about a 
Evangelion, dude. Oh shit, yeah. Dude, I know, I know you haven't got to it, which is okay. It's a lot. But I dude, that shit has saved my soul. Like Jesus. literally every time I felt awful fucking FOMO and like I felt like I was gonna like actually like just move back to Merced and fuck the whole Berkeley thing off. I would pop on Evangelion, lay in my fucking bed, and that shit literally saved my fucking soul on multiple occasions. Like Jesus. It is so good. Because it is not a robot fighting show. It is about literally everything. But like the basic concept is we all have this thing called an AT field. Okay. And an AT field is an energy that sort of separates us all. And in the show, the AT field is used as like a fighting tool. But then you realize that it's like more than just that. It's a sort of spiritual boundary between all living things. Okay. And the goal of one of the main characters is to eliminate all AT fields and everyone sort of enters this like pool of shared consciousness and human understanding. Does that make sense? Jesus. Wait, this sounds so, exactly like World Spirit and what Alex Gray is writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why when you mentioned it, I'm like, okay, yes, this is exactly what it, it's it's called the in the show they call it the human instrumentality project. And oh. Yeah, it's based in, and so the main character Shinji Akuri is basically given a choice, and he's like, he gets to decide. I'm not going to spoil everything for you because I really think you should see this. Yeah, but but yeah, he gets to decide between a universe in which AT fields exist, and we must play these games. Like uh, right now, you and I are desperately trying to melt our AT fields away. We're we're using strategic language we're putting thought into this hmm. so that we can lower at fields as much as possible right and it's like what what if we just didn't have to play this game jesus but is there beauty in the game that is the main question like is the game beautiful is this is the game a good thing or is the game just like gonna lead us to inevitable suffering what do you it's hard to I don't I don't know. I think the game is beautiful. I think the game is beautiful, but I just don't think people know how to play the game. I think mm. you can get very close if 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 one just knows how to communicate, you know? Yeah. But most people don't, which leads to a lot of just like pain and suffering, unfortunately. Yeah. So Yeah. I don't know. You should really see this fucking show. And it's got like tons of religious commentary and some of those like beautiful visuals you will ever see in your life. Um, and not to say the music is like literally my favorite music right now. I've been learning everything on the piano. Oh, I just love this show, David. Mm. Um, yeah. And also music. I just bought a drum machine today. Oh, because wait. Of, what? Yeah. I decided to just become a one-man band so <laughs> i invested in some speakers and a drum machine that you can like sequence um dr drum lines with yeah and you can like sample stuff with it as well so music incoming oh man i'm excited to hear it yeah yeah i'm man that at field i'm man we really gotta we really gotta take a trip together man and i'll bring the book I'll read. I'll, I'll watch Evangelion, and and we're gonna have, 
we're gonna have some revelations my guy dude if you could watch eva and we can talk about it while i'm tripping on acid i think i will actually like shoot my soul into your fucking brain (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i i can't wait (laughs) like oh that because i don't get to talk about this show with anyone because the only person who is who is obsessed with it is taylor and and she can't talk about it because she's in a depression and cut off all communication with me. But she asked oh. to do so. And I said, it's oh, fine. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. How long um, has it been? And it's been like a week. Oh, I see. Um, but, yeah, so if I, if I could get your thoughts on this shit, that shit would be a game changer. <laughs> a true game changer. Yeah, I just wish you were physically present, man. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I need to see your ass soon. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be back uh, 21st, I think. That's November? December 21st. Okay, okay. Well, actually, I'll, I'll make sh- December 18th. December 18th. And is that when we're tripping on acid? Within the first three, four days, I would say. I, I think it would be, be pretty sus for me to disappear <laughs> from my family for a whole... Because you have to block out... I would say you have to block out two days. Day one to trip really? and day two to integrate. Because mm-hmm. if you just like integrate back into society and yeah. go about your daily life, like it, it's not gonna, it's gonna be like, have you ever like, like if you ever get up from your bed too quickly and your brain kind of like, yeah, disorients, yeah, that, that's what it feels like. Okay. Like okay. one day to trip, one day to rest and integrate. Like ideally, like one day to trip, ideally out in nature. Second day, stay indoors, draw, paint, think, read. Dude, no, let's go to fucking Cavio Spa. Well, what a spa oh my god that's the best idea ever dude all right, all right, we, go, we go up to northern california like point reyes something fucking beautiful okay and yeah. then we drive down highway one the next day and we go to cavio point to fucking recover it is this spa that literally will change your fucking life dude you, you, <laughs> like you get you get the sweetest massage. You go into the steam room. You fucking sit in the hot tub, butt ass naked with your best fucking friend, and you just sit there and fucking recover. You get your fluids back in you. And oh, you did this before, in, didn't you? Yeah, Nathan and I. We go on long bike rides and we break into this place for free. <laughs> it's like oh, Jesus. The bathroom connects to the whole facility, <laughs> and they have the robes and shit, so you can just blend right in. <laughs> and dude. If we could do this after an LSD trip, I think we'd we'd feel we'd ascend. We'd feel like virgins again. <laughs> it would it would bring our virginities back. It, tr- it, it really would. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Honestly, at this point, the way you're describing it, holy shit, it's like I'm being born from a womb again. Uh. Oh, okay yeah. i think that i think that has to be the point so and you would say where you hike um how far is it i don't know yet like where we should hike is i don't know you, wait, you're wondering where we should hike yeah because like at that point december right like most of the yosemite hikes will be snowed yeah i don't we should do a coastal hike for sure yeah um, and you said it's north like north of the bay the, the spa place yeah it's it's under the golden gate bridge Oh wait, wait! The spa's in San Francisco. No, it's on the. It's technically Sausalito because it's on the other side of Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and it's like in a redwood forest. 
Jesus. Oh, yo, like maybe like maybe going somewhere like Humboldt, like that region. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. There's a hike we could do, dude. It it's like a, a river that like carved out this like path. It's no longer a river, but it was once a river, and it's like sort of this tiny canyon, and like it's just like amazing plants that grow on the side, and you like walk in it as a trail for miles. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, okay. it's it's like it's like a three and a half hour drive from Merced. Okay. Um, that that sounds like that sounds like what we're doing here. If we could do that, with the and spa. then wash away our sins after in the spa. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. I that, that that's exactly what I need right now. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like same here for me. Damn. And then if we could jam some ambient music in the parking garage as well. I'd really the, love to do that with you. The parking garage? Yeah, because parking garages at night, you get this like natural reverb and you bring some like PAs in there with some amps. It sounds like God. Wait, like w- which parking garage? Any but w- there's one in particular in Berkeley that I like to play in because it's like you don't get called on if you're loud. Oh, interesting. Wait, so oh, yeah. okay, so you just like set up in a public parking garage and just exactly at night when no one's there. And then there's we found one outlet and you can literally like bring ten extension cords and hook up <laughs> <laughs> and just like stack them, you know, and then and hook up like literally twenty synthesizers and just do orchestral music in this parking garage at night and just like it literally feels like God, like the sound. Just goes through your body in this parking garage, bro. What the fuck? Okay, all right. Okay, this is getting intense. Okay, I, okay, we gotta plan dates at this point because I need to make this sure this happens. So let me yeah, double check my flights. Yeah, and double check what days you're because I'm assuming your semester is done by then too. Um, yeah, I'm I'm all finished December first actually. Oh wow, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you plan on trying to do this with other people too? What the trip? Or yeah. Um. I'll say for my preference, I tend not to because I, I need a level of trust. Yeah, I just would rather uh, do it with you. Yeah, yeah I yeah because Brian has a different philosophy. He he trips with other people. Yeah, uh, that he but, I, but I think I think we could do the hike in LSD with you and I. Uh huh. But but I think that the Kevio Spa would be nice with like Nathan. Okay. Okay. He's one, and he's like a pro at breaking in as well. Oh, oh you want to um, break into it? Oh yeah. Okay. It, well, it's super it's easy. Like, it's not, it's not stress inducing either. Oh, okay. No. At all. Like you literally say, um, I'm waiting for someone. Where's the bathroom? And then you go in and then you're literally in like, and it's not even a thing where there's people that check. Like you're just in. Bruh. Okay. Nice. Sounds good. And the facility is like open to, um, guests as well. Like if you have like, if you're like picking someone up, they let you use it. Oh, so okay. you can just, it's, it's chill is what I'm saying. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, we figured it out, and the longest podcast to boot as well. Yeah, and also, dude, we went like five months without doing this shit. I know, I know. It's <laughs> at this point, as long as we do it once every year, that's our minimum. <laughs> dude, that's <laughs> unacceptable. We cannot admit that, 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 that is unacceptable. I agree. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think honestly, one month is is necessary because we, we you, dude, we do this. We used to do this shit every week. Bro, we fucking did this three times a week in the height of we the We did this, yeah, we did this like three times a week, and now we can't even sit down once every six months. It's just, yeah, I mean, I've been bad on it too. Like, even today, fuck, I, I was like, oh, we'll fucking do 11. And then I, well, the problem is, like, I put on, if my, my phone goes on auto, do not disturb at like 10. Ooh, so that's I, missed rough. Your, I missed your text yeah. while I was just, I don't know, procrastinating. So that's on me, but 
yeah, that that helped a lot to just get your text. But cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, this, okay. This, this this will happen more. This will happen more. I mean, this just it's just the reminder of like this will this will this will always be a constant in our lives. The ability to peruse memory and to think and to feel alongside each other, even at extraordinary yeah. distances. It's just it's just something that we've been able to find, and something I wish to respect. So, with that, um, <laughs> this is how Cal Slatin and David Schoenfeld on November 7th, 2022. Uh, peace, peace. Goodbye.